Day number 146. Day 146, Joe Biden stabbing our fellow Americans, military families, thousands of green card holders, Afghan allies in the back. And now women and girls are being persecuted. They can't go to work. They can't go to school. And even worse than uh, all of that, there's women being beaten in the streets. You got people being dragged out of their homes and murdered in broad daylight. You got people disappearing left and right. Uh, The Washington Free Beacon reports just weeks ago, the Taliban. Wait a minute. Joe said we have all the leverage. Didn't he say that, Linda? We have all the leverage over the Taliban. He said that, right? I didn't make that up. It was it was in between the bumbling, but I do believe that's accurate. That's correct, right? But it was between the mumbling, bumbling, stumbling, and and cognitive, you know, mess that Joe is. Anyway, the Taliban reportedly now warning the U.S. they will deploy two thousand suicide bombers to Washington D.C. if the Biden administration follows through with a plan to post the same number of soldiers at the U.S. Embassy facility in Kabul. Taliban telegraphed the warning to U.S. leaders during ongoing talks in Qatar, according to a report by the Middle East Media Research Institute, a watchdog group that tracks jihadi communications and media reports. Oh, but I thought we had all the leverage. Now we can't get any Americans out, according to reports. Even the New Yorker, they had a powerful piece on this. I thought we were the only ones that were remembering Give credit where credit is due. They're chronicling life in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, and it is a disaster. Uh, it is sad. It is also preventable. You know, and by the way, that that just in the aftermath, I'm not going to spend all day on this, but in the aftermath, what did we learn on this program yesterday? And what have we been confirming for you? What have I been saying? This January 6th committee is a sham committee. You know, you have on this committee the single biggest purveyor of election lies in the history of the country. And that would be the congenital liar that's compromised. And that would be Adam Schiff. So you got to be kidding me. He lied to the country for three years, three and a half years. And he's still peddling his conspiracy theory lies. He's on the committee. And they're claiming that Trump's claims of voter fraud led to January 6th. Um, Well, what about Democrats questioning the legitimacy of George W. Bush in 2000 and Dick Cheney? What about uh, Stacey Abrams? What about Democrats, the media mob, questioning the legitimacy of Donald Trump in 2016? Now, as I've been saying, they already have a predetermined outcome. And you know what? Now, if they would have kept Jim Jordan and Jim Banks on the committee, Nancy Pelosi removed them and then replaced them with the two biggest Trump haters, Kinzinger and and Liz Cheney. They're entitled to hate Trump. Every single committee member, all nine of them, seven Democrats, two Republicans that hate Trump, never Trumpers. You know, he he should never be near the Oval Office again, Liz Cheney said. So she already has made up her mind. They kicked it out. Jim Banks and Jim Jordan were on my TV show last night. Now, what did we learn? We learned that that Donald Trump signed off on 20,000 National Guard troops to be deployed for January 6th. Now, why would he do that? Um, that shows that he knew that something bad was going to happen. No. Donald Trump saw what happened the previous summer 
574 riots, thousands of injured cops, many severely. The arson, the looting, the property damage over $2 billion. He saw dozens of Americans dead. He saw police precincts burned to the ground. He saw city blocks taken over by radicals. So you know that there are large numbers of people that are going to march to the Capitol. It's just simple, basic common sense to assume that always in every crowd are going to be bad actors. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Now, after Donald Trump approved calling up the National Guard, well, the process then would entail the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, to sign off on it. We showed you the signature of Muriel Bowser last night. She didn't sign off on it. If this if this committee were serious about investigating this for the purposes of it never happening again, which I think would be a good thing, we got to protect our institutions. We got to protect our elected officials. Just basic common sense. By the way, we also need to protect um, every American citizen all across the country. And I'd I'd like to know where the committee is uh, on the 574 riots that took place around the summer of 2020. Where's that committee? You know, we had Officer Dorn, 70, what, seven years old, killed during the rioting in the summer of 2020. Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. was killed in the in the autonomous Chaz Chop Summer of Love Zone. You know, I talked to both of them last night on TV. They're they're wondering where's their committee. They'd like answers to why their loved ones were killed and not protected. They have a right to get answers. But if they were serious and wanted to prevent this from happening again, Nancy Pelosi needs to be subpoenaed and answer the questions about why she didn't go along with Donald Trump's approval of 20,000 National Guard troops. That would have prevented it all from happening. The same with Mayor Bowser. She needs to give an explanation. The sergeant-at-arms needs to be called in. And we need to release the emails. Apparently, the sergeant-at-arms refuses to release the emails. Where's the contempt of Congress citation in that case? They also need to bring in the Capitol Police chief. He's since resigned, but he called for the National Guard, according to press reports, six separate times. Why would why did they deny the necessary protection of of our capital? That's our capital. That's the people's capital. We need to protect our institutions. They didn't do it. What about Biden yesterday excoriating his predecessor, but wouldn't mention him by name. And, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that he attacks Trump viciously and he does it. He says to heal the nation. You can't, you know, you, you just can't make this up. He says the way you have to heal is you have to recognize the extent of the wound. You can't pretend this is serious stuff. When are they going to investigate Kamala Harris? She should be called in too. Kamala Harris, why did she support a bail fund for rioters? Why did she promote it? What about her comments? We're not going to stop. Beware. But you you beware. You take note. They're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. We're not going to stop. When are they going to question her? It's a joke. They have a predetermined outcome. I've been right about this from day one. And it's all to bludgeon Trump to the point where, 
you know, he, he can never run again. Purge him from the Republican Party. And they're not even hiding it. They're saying it openly. Uh, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sadly predictable. Um, anyway, let me get back to this issue here of coronavirus for a second. Um, so there were court, uh, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments today. And by the way, they recognize, even though there was a delay the in terms it was supposed to be Monday, but the implementation of the vaccine mandate, um, now the government is saying they won't enforce it till, Jan- I think they said, what, January 9th? No, January 9th is Monday. They're going to go beyond, I think the 14th is what they'd extend it to. So the Supreme Court is going to have to give um, some type of injunctive relief to prevent this from happening. Um, I listened to some of it. I didn't have time to listen to all of it. I was a little taken aback at some of the justices, particularly on the left, and their lack of knowledge of of COVID and breakthrough cases that people are getting Omicron that are fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated with boosters, uh, people fully vaccinated with boosters and and previous infections. In other words, even natural immunity is not stopping it. Um, I was surprised about that. Uh, Samuel Alito was strong as he always is. What was the phrase? He squeezed an elephant into a, a mouse hole by using OSHA. You know, remember, if you go back at the time, you had an MSDNC anchor saying the ultimate workaround for the federal government to require vaccinations. Ron Klain, he tweeted that comment out by an MSDNC commentator. So they're even admitting the same Joe Biden that says there's no federal solution. Okay, well, not good timing for Joe Biden to say that over the holidays with this case looming. Um, I think the, the the best comment of the day goes to Clarence Thomas. This is a state and local government issue. Well, that also fits into what Joe Biden said. You know, there's no federal answer to this. I'm like, okay, no federal solutions. The exact words, he was he ran on the idea that he would shut down the virus. No, you're not going to shut down the virus. Uh, John Roberts, who, you know, God only knows which way he's ever going to go on on anything. Um, anyway, he, he talked about the issue of the OSHA statute uh, and how old it is, you know, decades and decades old. And they probably didn't have COVID in mind when they were forming OSHA. Meaning it doesn't sound like it's applicable, but it's very hard. I want to be very clear here. It's very hard to make a judgment based on arguments. It doesn't necessarily indicate which way any particular justice is going to vote. But I come away with this with a with a high degree of confidence that the right thing will be done. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on in in Australia. They had given tennis star Novak uh, Djokovic. Lynn, did I ever tell you the story about how I met Novak Djokovic? You did not. Okay, so um, I was at the John McEnroe Tennis Academy. By the way, I've donated to his charity a number of times. And anyway, um, I got to be the line judge in a match that he was having against a local star. I don't know if he wants me to mention his name. He's a great kid. I knew him since he was little. Um, Anyway, so they were playing an exhibition match. And so Djokovic hits a ball. Uh, it was in by like an inch. It definitely was in, and I called it out. <laughs> and Djokovic, oh no way! Are you serious? 
Oh, yeah, it was the first point. And oh, uh, he looks at me, and he smiles, and he goes, so so this is the way it's going to be? And I go, yep. <laughs> you were just prepping him. Be. I was just prepping him. Uh, I mostly called the match fair. Maybe I made a couple of bad calls this was, on purpose. When was this? This is in Long Island or the city? Yeah, this is years ago. It was at oh, the wow. uh, John McEnroe Tennis Academy in Randall's Island. That's and. Cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He had a great. So he started laughing. He's like, "Oh, so this this is how it's gonna go play?" And I'm like, "Yep." And he and he started laughing. And anyway, so he was given a medical exemption. Then he arrives in Australia. Now they got him holed up and quarantined in a dumpy hotel. And and they they're not even making a decision. Now I've made I've made the statement. I think the vax don't vax debate is over. I think people have made up their minds. Now the Supreme Court will decide on the constitutionality of the mandates. Isn't that a great story? That was fun to do. I enjoyed that. I think you would be very good as a line judge and no, you know, blind, doing it more I, often. Yeah, I need glasses to do that job the right way. Um, I don't. I only get the cheap <laughs> ones at the drugstore. I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. So we'll see what the Supreme Court ultimately does. Um, there's some ambiguity. I mean, the Supreme Court justices today, reporters watching. I, I, I was a little shocked that some of the justices seemingly did not know more about COVID-19. That kind of shocked me more on the liberal side of the court. Um but they appeared likely to curtail the Biden administration's most sweeping mandate for COVID-19 for a lot of different reasons, uh, using OSHA as the reason, basically, as the MSDNC reporter said, the ultimate workaround that Chief of Staff Ron Klain retweeted. Uh, business owners, Republican state attorneys general, you know, all blocking these rules uh, so the oral arguments are heard, but they'll probably give some indication, I would say, in the next few days about it um, because they have to, because they're otherwise it's going to be implemented. It is very time sensitive. So we'll obviously be watching and, and waiting. It doesn't take away from the incompetence of Joe Biden, though. I mean, this is the guy that said about Donald Trump early in the pandemic you know, July of 2020, we still don't have enough tests. There still isn't enough tests. We're now in year three of the pandemic. And now Joe Biden runs out of tests. We ordered 8,000 of them, 8,000 of them. Where's Operation Warp Speed to build out hundreds of millions of them? So they're available to every American on demand. We've had monoclonal antibodies for 18 months we had the GSK monoclonal antibody that apparently is is more effective uh, than Regeneron or Eli Lilly on the Omicron variant. Where's Operation Warp Speed if you if you don't have enough supplies? That was approved in May. How come we don't have enough of that? You know, states the 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 red states were able to provide testing and monoclonal antibodies until the federal government all of a sudden got in and and Joe mentioned monoclonal antibodies for the first time. Every doctor I talk to is like dying to get their hands on these antivirals that have been produced by Pfizer and Merck, and they're not available. Why not? 
How about Operation Warp Speed? All three of those things. I know. Joe needs time to think about it. He doesn't have enough time to think. We'll continue. Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here on the Sean Hannity Show. 25 till the top of the hour. Um, This is getting interesting. Remember we told you weeks ago, you know, we had this incident with Alec Baldwin, the shooting of, uh, 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 I guess, what was she, a production or camera person or producer? I'm not really sure what her role was. Apparently everyone loved this woman. Um, but anyway, now for weeks, Alec Baldwin said he was, you know, fully cooperating with law enforcement and said he was devastated by it. New Mexico authorities, according to the New York Post today, investigating this this deadly onset shooting. They're working with police now in Long Island to obtain material from the actor's cell phone. Apparently, he's not willing to turn it over. Santa Fe Sheriff's Office New Mexico's first judicial DA's office are actively working with Suffolk County Sheriff's Office and Baldwin's attorneys to get the material, according to a statement cited by Reuters. Now, this happened on December the 16th. They issued a search warrant for Baldwin's phone because they believed it contained conversations related to, you know, the prop gun death of the uh, she's a cinematographer, uh, Helena Hutchins. Investigators previously asked the 63-year-old actor for his phone, but he told them they would need to get a warrant. You know, silly me. I, you know, I, I would have thought that yeah, if, if they wanted to see your phone, that they think they might have evidence in there in a homicide case that you're directly involved in, and you told the cops to go pound sand if they wanted to see your cell phone. I, I would have thought maybe they'd get a little more aggressive. Or just do what they always do in my life, and that's just release my text messages publicly. That's now become pretty much standard operating procedure in my life. Unbelievable. Forget about your own privacy? Forget it. Doesn't exist. 76% of you, the American people, rightly, I don't know who the other 24% are, say that America is in a decline under Joe Biden. The vast majority of Americans uh, this was the Trafalgar Group and the Convention of States. That's Robert Cahaley, friend of this program. 76.8% of respondents believe the U.S. society and culture are in, are in a state of decay. Only 9.8% are saying society and culture are in a state of progress. Who the hell are they? Can they give me one measure by which you're looking at that things are getting better. say they're unsure. The skepticism held true for people of all political leanings. 61% of Democrats, 85.9% of Republicans, 81.8% of those that are independents. They all believe that the U.S. society and culture is in decline. It's all true. These are horrific numbers. Now, we are in the middle of an election year. And this midterm will be the single most important midterm in our lifetime. I can promise you that part. I'm not sure if you saw the report. Linda, did you see this? You know, the Boston Marathon bomber, one of the uh, Sarnow brothers, 
He has the they, federal government deposited fourteen hundred dollars as part of the federal stimulus payment. U.S. Attorney's Office of Massachusetts said in a filing they're trying to get the money back. Um, this 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 is insanity. Wait, can it's I tell like, you something? I got to tell, tell you something me any, crazy. Any, first of all, go ahead. Is it a Friday, first of all, free-for-all? Because if it is, it's going to be one heck of a show, let me tell it's you. It's going to be a hell of a show. What's going on? <laughs> but let me tell you, so I have a friend, and her child is working. You, you have friends? I have one friend, just one. <laughs> we keep them on high alert. They have oh, a dump I know one too. friend of yours that I did a huge favor for. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So anyways, putting that all aside... Uh, this friend of mine has a son who's working in Italy who continues to get stimulus checks and they're sending them to Italy. I'm like, huh? what? She's like, yeah. She's like, they're I don't even know how they got his address. Checks to, uh, American the way, stimulus checks. Yep. They sent them to me. Now, I did not, I, I did not ask for any and, and I never cashed them. I sent them to my accountant and said, I don't know why the hell they sent this to me, but don't, don't deposit it no matter what you do. Hannity takes stimulus money. I could see the headlines tomorrow. Um, anyway, Tom Cotton, other Capitol Hill conservatives said the stimulus checks, yeah, they shouldn't be going to incarcerated people uh, that are murderers. How many people died in the Boston Marathon? I forget. How many people were injured? Oh, my gosh, that was a disaster. Even the daily costs, hardly right-wing conservative uh, media, uh, are now showing that Biden now has a positive approval rating in only three states. Only three. Now, that should tell you a lot. I mean, that's like in Nixon's final days, and we're not even in, into year two of Biden's presidency. Anyway, out of all 50 states, only Hawaii, Massachusetts, and Vermont approve of Biden's performance. Even California, New York, don't approve of it. Jimmy Carter is out there. Kamala Harris explains a national malaise, by the way. Remember she, Vice President Harris admitted in an interview uh, yesterday that there's a level of malaise among Americans in the country as we now face a new surge of COVID-19 cases. I thought he was going to shut down the virus. Oh, there's no federal answer. It's a travesty. We don't have more tests. Uh, we ran out of tests. How do you run out of tests heading into the third year of this pandemic? There's no excuse for that kind of failure. You have to be totally disconnected from reality. We didn't see Omicron coming. What do you mean you didn't see it coming? We just had the Delta variant. We know how many people died. We had more dead people, dead Americans from COVID in 2021 than 2020. By the way, Trump's approval rating continues to improve. Why? Because people are beginning to realize well, maybe I didn't like his tweeting and maybe stylistically he could have calmed it down a little bit. But hell, he kept his promises. The economy was doing much better off. We didn't have inflation at a 40 year high. Our borders were secure. We were energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy. Uh, he did keep his promise on justices. He did lower taxes and limit the, the government bureaucracy. He got free and fair trade deals. He beat the hell out of the caliphate and destroyed them. He killed Soleimani. He got Baghdadi and associates. I mean, the list of accomplishments are amazing. Tell me one, one thing. If you're listening to my voice right now, answer this question. Name one thing Biden has done that you can say he's done successfully. Nothing. 
hasn't done anything. We have Biden inflation. You know, wage gains weakened again in December as inflation is accelerating, pushing workers even further behind. By the way, did you see the jobs numbers? They were an unmitigated disaster. As payroll uh, in December, payroll uh, 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 jobs, the new jobs report comes out. U.S. economy added far fewer jobs than expected in December. December is usually an up month because they have seasonal hiring. Non-farm payroll jobs grew by 199,000. Unemployment fell to 3.9%. Okay, big deal. It doesn't mean much if you have 4.5 million people in November leaving the workforce. ABC News even called Biden's December jobs number dismal. I mean, that's ABC News. that They're part of the media mob that keep President Biden, just like candidate Biden, and in the protection program of the media. But anyway, hiring in December, uh, unemployment for minorities, African-Americans in particular, is on a dramatic increase. That's sad. Donald Trump set record low after record low after record low for every demographic group in the country. Biden is still killing off energy projects despite this horrific jobs report and a 40-year high in inflation. Daily Caller pointed out the Biden administration approved a plan to block a new natural gas power plant. It would have powered 500,000 homes uh, from, you know, being built in Connecticut. This is insanity. Federal Energy Regulatory Commission approved the plan proposed by a utility company in New England, an electricity provider in the Northeast, killing the project. The proposal to build the energy center had been criticized by Radical environmentalists, here we go, new Green Deal radicalism, you know, dictating everything that Joe Biden does. I mean, this this country's in a war, in a mess. I'm just, I am just telling you, this is Biden, by the way, yesterday was reported, had big hopes for the jobs numbers on Friday. Well, didn't work out very well. Anyway, Republicans look to uh, challenge Scranton Joe Biden on his poor economic record. There's not anybody with any ounce of common sense. Here's what average American people know. Everybody feels it. Whatever whatever socioeconomic level you're at, it doesn't matter. You know, Little Caesars can't even sell their, their $5 pizza anymore, which they've been doing for 25 years because of Biden inflation. That tells you a lot. Him attacking, you know, cattle ranchers and, and meat manufacturers as at blaming them for his economic policies and his energy policies now if you want to stop inflation you can there's ways to do it one of the main ways you can do it is you 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 bring back the trump policies on energy but he's never going to do that because his entire party has bought into this climate change alarmism not based on science as they say that it is. And as a result, we're never going to be energy independent under Joe Biden. He's not going to restart the Keystone XL pipeline. He's not going to reopen Anwar. And he's still going to beg OPEC and beg Vladimir Putin to produce more oil. Now, if you're concerned about the environment, please explain to me how Mother Earth is impacted differently if the oil is produced in russia the middle east or in the united states i'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around that 
and begging countries that hate our guts for our for the lifeblood of our economy. It's humiliating. It's embarrassing. We were a net exporter of energy under Donald Trump. We ought to be the ones supplying our Western European allies. What happens uh, when Putin invades Ukraine and our European allies are asked to condemn it and maybe be part of uh, economic sanctions against Vladimir? Yeah, what what, what is Germany going to do? What is Western? What what are Western European allies going to do? They're going to really join an effort to to punish Vladimir Putin and put economic sanctions on him? No, they can't. They're beholden to him. Being a net exporter, we should have that business. Our economy would be thriving right now on that one issue. But he's too stupid and too locked into his radicalism to even think through it. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. Only 28% of Americans, according to another poll that came out, Rasmussen, think that Biden will be reelected. Now we have record numbers of Democrats. I think, what are we up to, 27? Democrats not running for re-election. And the reason is they know they're going to lose. And they don't want any part of it. They'd rather just retire and get the hell out of Dodge. Can't really blame them, and we don't really want them anyway. You know, this may surprise you. Did you notice, Linda, that, um, look, I like DraftKings, FanDuel. You know, I don't have a problem with betting. Here's what interests me, though. All these governments... For all these years, you know, went after the mob. Well, the mob was involved in running the numbers. The mob was involved in sports betting. The mob, you know, all of all of they were involved in some drug dealing, according to reports, uh, allegations, and of course court cases. Anyway, you notice that it's now the government that wants to make money, especially on on weed. The government taxes it to death. You know, when you look at a pack of cigarettes. They act like they're so angry at tobacco companies. Government makes more per pack than the, the tobacco manufacturers. You know, now they want to tax vaping to death and limit the flavors that you can get. But, you know, notice they make money on weed. They make money on cigarettes. They make money now on sports betting. You know, the, the only thing I, I, I particularly, I really don't give a flying rip. I'm fairly libertarian what you want to do with your life. But I've never met anybody that uses weed regularly that has half a brain cell that impresses me. I just haven't. That's the, that's been my personal experience. I worry about it being a gateway drug. If it's that readily available, kids will get a hold of it even easier. I know you can buy it anywhere on any street corner. I don't need the lecture. So they'll make money from betting. They'll make money, you know, selling drugs. Um, I mean... And, they, and then there's a monopoly aspect of this. Why can't I start the Hannity Lotto? Hannity Lottery. And I'll even pledge the same percentage as the state government to go to the Department of Education. Yeah, a lot of good yeah, that's you, doing. You know the answer to those questions. There's one thing that the government has, and it's a constant. Two things. And that's control and profit. If they yeah. can control you and they can profit from you, it doesn't and matter they, what happens to you. And, the, and what they used to put people in jail for, they're now profiting off of. That's correct. They yeah. found a way to make money off of it. So now it's okay. <laughs> now it's okay.